Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to John to be baptized by him. Baptized, washing, so much of our life is spent washing. We wash our clothing, we wash our hands, we wash the dishes. For my family, it seems like always so many dishes. And why do we keep washing? Well, because dirt keeps on happening. And if dirt goes unchecked, you can become sick. So we're in this never-ending pursuit to be clean. And so too, the children of Israel were in this never-ending pursuit. They could read their history. They knew what it said. It talked about some great things. It spoke to freedom from Egypt. It talked about walking through the midst of the sea. It spoke to the pillar of fire and cloud leading them through the wilderness. It talked about conquest in Israel, Gideon and Samson, David and Solomon, kings and prophets, glory and power. But it also spoke to grumbling in the wilderness, rebelling and trying to go back into Egypt. It spoke of generations of unfaithfulness. It spoke to adultery and idolatry. It spoke to corruption and sin. And because of all of this, it spoke to the end of the kingship, exile, and slavery. And they knew these things. They knew the wages of sin. Their family history had declared it unto them. So they attempted to make sure these things did not occur again. They followed the rules. When the dirt of uncleanness again accumulated, they attempted to wash, to purify, to clean their bodies, and through the ritual, hopefully clean their souls. Indeed, many of the archaeological digs done in that corner of the world are a testament to their ritual washings that filled their lives. But just like those dishes in the sink, once you clean one batch, there is always more. That lone fork that you seemingly must have washed is still sitting there in the middle of the basin. So you turn the water on once more in that never-ending attempt to make clean that which is dirty. So there sat John the Jordan again calling to repentance. Again trying to make clean through repentance those who have accumulated the dirt of life and the stuff of sin. And so do we. Most of the time, people don't like to wallow in bad choices. We take a good look at our midsection after the holiday seasons and try yet again to do something about that. We see our anger too easily flare up and we try yet again to control our words and our actions. We see our temptations, our lusts, our anxieties, and our fears do their normal dance and we come to church. We read our Bible. We take time, in some or many ways, to wash them away. But just like the dirt on our clothes, on our dishes, on our hands, the dirt on our souls always comes back. Indeed, we can never truly wash hard enough to wash it all away. Like the Israelites of old, all the baptism rituals just reminded them of their need. So too, all our tries and our efforts just remind us of what is still there all the same. And in fact, if we are honest, we admit that the dirt is never getting less. It always just a little bit more. And if we're truly honest, it is so lodged in that particular corner of our soul, we become like Pigpen in the Charlie Brown comics, comfortable with that bit of dirt just lodged there. And if someone tries to mention the need to scrub, we may even become defensive of its stain. 
that Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to John to be baptized by him. But wait a minute. Here is one that doesn't need any washing. His soul is clean. In fact, his soul is the definition of clean. Whenever he appears in the Gospel account, he is the only one who can touch that which is unclean, and he doesn't become dirty. In fact, what he touches becomes undirty, clean, holy, right. And nothing else works this way. The dog covered in dirt enters the house and makes everything else dirty. The child with sticky fingers makes everything else sticky. The man with a contagious disease makes everyone else sick. But Christ can appear before the lame, the blind, the dead, and make them walk and see and be alive. And so indeed, why does he need washing? This is why John would have prevented him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and you come to me. But Jesus answered him, Let it be so now, for thus it is fitting to fulfill all righteousness. Christ sees the dirt of our lives. He sees the dirt of our souls. And what has he come to do? He has come to make us clean. He has come to stop the cycle of ceaseless and endless washing. He has come to fulfill all righteousness. He has come to do this in an open and clear way. And these things are, are not done in the open for him. He knows the reality of his relationship with his Heavenly Father. These things are done openly. They are recorded again and again and again and yet again so that we may see and we may know. And know what? That when he steps out of the water, what happens to him? The heavens are open. The Spirit of God descends like a dove upon him. And God the Father said, This is my beloved Son with whom I am well pleased. The fullness of the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, all there around water, finally saying in a declaration that I'm well pleased. Finally, one is clean, righteous, in no need of spiritual washing. He doesn't get any more righteous, holy, clean than this. And then Jesus says to take this baptism, my baptism, and apply it to my people. With a few drops of water, with a few drops of his word, that bit of dirt that no human washing can ever wash away is finally got, finally washed by that eternal scrub brush of God. That soul that carries oh so many things in its dirty hands finally has his hands washed and those things put down. Finally, that stain of sin is firmly washed away. And so we carry that child, that young adult, walks up to the front, the, the man or woman comes to the pastor, and Jesus comes near with scrub brush in hand and finally washes once and for all and he covers us with that water that states, here is one in Christ who is finally clean, who heaven is open for, whom my spirit is upon, and whom my heavenly Father has said, this is my beloved child. And we know the reality in life, right? The dishes still must be washed. The hands still get sticky with the syrup. Things still burden our souls. But we now know, have confidence and assurance now, that the dirt is not the winning factor. 
The burden is not the determinate thing. All burdens, all dirt, all uncleannesses are here one moment, and they're gone the next. For Christ has made us clean. And any stain that we accumulate in this world, there will come a time when Christ will scrub it away. For he has made us clean in him. And none of the dirt of this world has stained power upon us any longer. It is simply the stuff of life that will be removed or scrubbed away. And often many of them are removed now, right? You know, why are you here but to hear his cleansing word? To hear that you are forgiven in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. To have your burdens put down as you receive the cleansing body and blood. You know, and these things, they do indeed happen right now. For those more pesky things. Those things that seem to cling on a bit tighter. That dirt that no gugon seems to remove. You have been cleansed in Christ. What burden, stain, guilt, infirmity, or brokenness will still lie upon your soul when on that last day he reaches down into your tombs to pull out all his cleansed ones, his saints, all those who have rested in him. Surely then all dirt will be removed forever and ever. Amen. And so as we go through the basic routineness of life, as we engage with friends, as we engage with family, it may appear that we are always getting muddied up by just the normal stuff of relationships and of hurt feelings and of hurt bodies. But we know the truth. Yes, there is dirt, there is sin in life. But the true one who has washed us clean, he has come. He has covered us in his cleanness. And what he has done for us truly is the main factor in life that no temporary burden can ever take away. And so, dear children of God, remember who has cleansed you, who has said that you are his and whose spirit is upon you, and that indeed heaven itself is open for you in Christ. And so when we go through life, let us remember that grievances, hurts, and burdens are sure to come. Christ has come to make us clean. So who are we to still hold on to that bit of dirt, that stain, that un uncleanness against our neighbor, our friend, or hold on to any other sin? For the Lord has come this day to open our hands and wash them in his word and remind us that in him, in our baptisms, no dirt or sin ever has the power to stay. And in Jesus' name we pray, amen. The peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus.